I am now. Are you recording? I am now. Hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys. We're back again to chat about films. Finally. It's a Cars podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And now I've lost my intro. (laughs) It's the Guys on Film podcast. Here in my car. Uh, I don't know the rest of it. That's okay. Do you know the rest of it? No, but we can look up the lyrics to Cars. We haven't got time. <laughs> uh, so what's on, on this segi, uh, sorry, this whole podcast? We've, we've not done it for so long, we've forgotten how we actually speak. Like speak, in, yeah. we've not, Since we did our last podcast, we've not spoken. Let's calm it down and let's... Uh, the sound you can hear is Ian drinking some... It's not thinking syrup, but it's hydration fluid. Iced Wasser. And we also have uh, next door neighbours who are... special guests. Yeah. Um, We're here in my new house facing one another, so the banter will certainly be fizzing. High five, you can... So you can physically... We're physically in each other's presences. The Um, trouble is, it's not a professional recording studio. No, it it was fully booked. (laughs) Here in my car, I can only receive... I can listen to you. It keeps me stable for days. So it's a one, one way, one way radio. I can only receive. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what's on the side? Wouldn't you like to know? Well, Segi get one. us up to speed. Uh, well, yes. Are we talking about speed today? Time will tell. But in Segi one, we're talking about what kind of cars we are in this cars themed episode. And how are we going to do that? Uh, we're going to be narrating our way through an online quiz. Um, which is called What Type of Car Would You Be? Which is 10 questions, multiple choice. I'm going to be doing 10. Oliver's going to be doing 10. The same 10. And at the end, we'll work out what kind of car we are. Yeah, Maybe well, you can will. play along with us. Yeah. Um, we'll share the link afterwards. We probably won't because we never do that, do we? No, we always say we will. Best yeah. intentions and all that. Refold.com forward slash quizzes forward slash what dash type dash of dash car dash would dash you dash me. So we've shared it, so now you can go to it. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got our uh, life score, which we're going to be talking about various life things. Yeah, it's been a long time since the last time we did that, so. Yeah, we've all grown, we've all matured. In a way. Yep. And Lots then, to catch uh, up on. Yeah, quite a bit. And then we're going to be talking about cars, you know, what, the, what our favourites are. What our least favourites are. Cars in the movies. Cars in the movies, not just cars just, in general. Yeah. Yeah. Zip, got, car, zip cars, they're convenient. They have to have been in a movie. That's the one that's the one thing we said to each other right from the start. There's a lot of chat from next door, isn't there? Yeah. Do you wanna go and tell them this shot? Any chance you could have done this an hour ago so we knew about it first. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Ian, Seggy One. Sh- should we get cracked into Seggy One? Yeah. Guys on Bill. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. You know what guys talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. I've got the two windows open in this what type of car would you be quiz challenge. Question number one. Okay. While sleeping, you hear some creaking coming from the kitchen downstairs. Okay. You dot dot dot. Rev up your chainsaw. It's robber sawing time. Okay. Bark like a pit bull. Mm-hmm. Ignore it. It's probably just the wind. Yeah. Call the cops at once, or police for our British listeners. Or finally, last option, 
pull the sheets over your head. Two questions. One, does the wind really affect a floor, the floorboards? If it was maybe wind It doesn't say floorboards, or, it just says creaking. So some sort of generic cre- creaking. Uh, generic creak. Uh, yeah, is there someone in the house with me at this, at this time? Or am I on my own? I can't give you that information. I'm only going on what Brainfall Quizzes says. So you've got to really use your judgment here. Um, I don't think I they've made call, this on a deeply psychological... I wouldn't level. call the cops on just one creak. Let, you know, They'd uh, be telling you it's a waste of their time. I'd, pro- I'd probably bark... What? Like a dog, I think, yeah. Would you? Maybe. Shall I take that as your final answer? Yeah, what would you do? I'd make some kind of loud noise, I think, yeah. Okay, so that's your answer entered. For me, I'm going to go ignore it. It's probably just a win. Oh, yeah. There was that option, wasn't there? (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll stick with with what I've got. Question number two. You realise that you forgot to... Just as a reminder, because this could be very confusing as a listener, but this is to find out what type of car we are. fits our personality yeah, best. Yeah. So if you've tuned in to listen to car movie-related stuff... Well, what's the uh, frequency they have to tune into again to get this, this podcast? I don't know. It's certainly not your wavelength. Okay, carry on. You realise that you forgot to write that big paper due in an hour. You ask for a really long extension... Okay. Put on your sharpest outfit and see if your professor is interested in a student-teacher relationship. Sit down and write as fast as you can and triple space it. Yeah. Wet your eyes and prepare a story about your dying great-aunt or print out an erotic story from the internet. That one. Okay. The funny thing about all of the other options is they seem to solve the problem. That one, it doesn't even really say that you're going to submit the story as part of the solution. It's just like, as a total aside, I'm just going to print out this erotic yeah, that, story. Yeah, I'd, I'd go and look for some uh, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog fanfic and I'd, I'd pick print out. Uh, fanfic. Yeah. What All right, for me, the rea- I think the reality of this one is, because I'm, I'm going realistic here, okay. I think I'd ignore the sound in the kitchen. I think I'd probably try and write it as fast as I can and just make it work. Yeah. Although I quite like the erotic story from the internet option, but let's move on. God, we've got a lot to get through. Let's get snappier. Yeah. Your neighbour is playing his awful music way too loud. You put in earplugs, cry silently, and (laughs) write a letter to the manager. The manager of what? (laughs) The manager of, like, the building? Yeah, I guess. guess, Yeah. 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 Um, Learn to enjoy it. It's kind of catchy, actually. Pull the fire alarm and evacuate the entire building. Okay. Go knock on his door and tell him his music is both loud and awful. Play your music much, much louder and okay. put the speaker against the wall. I'd go for a knock on the door. Yeah. Yeah, so I've done that. I've done so that you're going to tell the, the neighbour that it's both loud and I would tell loud. them it's loud, but I wouldn't give them an opinion. I'd just yeah. tell them it's loud. Okay, that's but, fair. Hi, yeah, sorry, it is a bit loud and it is 2am. I am trying to sleep and it is a Wednesday, so please turn it down. You know, we all like a good time. You get fucking punched. Yeah, I get punched, yeah. Okay, carry on. Okay, so for me... Snappy, come on. For me, I think it's knocking the door and telling them it's awful as well. Okay, I feel like you, you'd probably do that. Yeah. You would actually go with telling them it's awful. And maybe on trip two. Yeah, okay. But like, look, not only has it been fucking late, mate, it's also shite music, so just get a grip. Yeah, okay. If you could be in the circus, you would like to be a clown... Ringmaster, magician, animal trainer, or elephant? I think a magician. Yeah, you've got that weird look about you. 
selected. I've just always wanted to wear a waistcoat. The ringmaster can as well. He wears yeah, a waistcoat true, yeah, on like yeah. one of those tailed jackets. Ooh. And he has a whip. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Your internship in the city lets out an hour early, leaving you with some time to kill. Uh, you go clubbing, shopping, to see that blockbuster you've been waiting for, try out a new restaurant, or go home to catch up on sleep. I'll go see that new blockbuster. I think that's probably fair, isn't it? Mm. If I get out an hour early, what do I do? Well, not clubbing. An hour early. Going clubbing at 4pm. <laughs> <laughs> Who writes this shite? I'd say cinema as well. Okay. Go see that one hour long film. <laughs> <laughs> if you could live the life of one of these actors, you would choose to be... A. Reese Witherspoon. B. Reese without a spoon. <laughs> George Clooney. Uh, Johnny Depp, Judy Dench, or Bruce Willis? Certainly wouldn't be Johnny Depp, am I right? Depends. And and Bruce Willis is just angry all the time. And he has to do lots of B-movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably Reese Witherspoon. You know, she seems like the least angry out of them all. I just don't want anger in my life. Judy Dench is angry? She's in Cats. Oh, fair. But Reese Witherspoon's had some shockers as well. It's not cats, though, is it? No, okay. Selected. I'm going to go Janet. <laughs> uh, I actually kind of think Reese Witherspoon as well, a little bit, because... Do you want to play guitar with Alice Cooper? No. No? Not in the body of Johnny Depp. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, think of either Bruce Willis, Clooney, or Witherspoon. I'm going to have to push you for an answer. Are you? I'm doing the answering. Um, let's go George Clooney no Bruce Willis <laughs> <laughs> you agree to meet a blind date at a nice restaurant mm, okay you've uh, got out an hour early from work <laughs> <laughs> so sorry yeah you agree to meet a blind date at a nice restaurant but when he she arrives you realise he she is three times your age you explain your uncomfortable that would be for me that would be like over a hundred years old. <laughs> For me, it'd be ninety. So. Yeah. Okay. Three times your age. That's <laughs> such a badly written question. Um, explain you're uncomfortable and apologise profusely. Make subtle jokes about the age difference all night. Scream and run from the table. Yeah. Smile politely and wait for the emergency call you've arranged to have your friend give you. Ooh, you're allowed to kind of jump back in time. Okay. Um, try to seduce him, her. You could get used to the expensive food. Probably not long left to live. Getting on the wheel. All right. Creep has selected. <laughs> I'll smile politely and wait for the emergency call I've had arranged. Okay, Almost the end of this saggy one. I think you'll agree it's been really great. Back in elementary school when kickball teams were being chosen. What is kickball? You, football. Football must be. Soccer. You... We're team captain. We're chosen first. Skipped P. Didn't play. You were the cheerleader. Or got picked last. Last. Okay. I'm going to submit yours in a second. Mine, I'm going to say team captain. Oh. I think actually, if kickball is football, I probably wouldn't have been actually. I'd probably be close to last. If it was rugby. If it was rugby or basketball or something like that, I'd be either chosen first or be the captain. But football, everyone was like, Ian's quite shy at football. <laughs> Maybe we'll get him as a defender. 
I'm going to go team captain because I think it's a generalization. Right, so submit and submit. Enter credit card details. Get result. Oliver, you are a Volvo station wagon. Okay. Reliable, roomy. Yeah, do you think that gels with what you think your, your Got wooden, car Got wooden, wooden panels down the side? Not, that... not in 2019. Um I mean, I don't feel that way, but I mean, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. So I've uh, certainly, you know, answered honestly. That's the way the cookie crumble. That's what we've got. So when you answered that you would um, hang around with the hundred year old um, just to get on the will, that was honest, was it? He's making a visual that makes me believe that it's (laughs) honest. Um, So for me, (laughs) allegedly it's saying... I'm a stretch hummer. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, there is a description here for both. So for the Volvo station wagon, you may never be the snazziest, but who cares what others think about you? True. You power steer your way to soccer practice with assuredness, assuredness and confidence. Uh Uh-huh. I think so. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Fair. For me. Absolute. Yeah, it's reading that way. You are as big and bold as they come. You get what you want, when you want, and you can run over old ladies without even knowing it. That sounds like a pretty good deal. (laughs) Maybe maybe we can get into some sort of deal together and I run over the old lady that you're trying to get the will money from. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. Life scores? Life scores. Life scores. How? Are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of 10. Live score. Pro- probably like a, th- a four. Oh, oh, he's clicking everything. Um, Ian, you can edit that out. I know your life, you know, obviously your bones are terrible, but... My bones are great. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so how's your life? What's What's been, what's been happening? Um... This week, I had a headache on Monday. And oh, here we go. It wasn't very good. but I <laughs> It wasn't very good. I realised over the course of the week that it was due to sleeping on the airbed that I forced you to sleep on last night. Okay. For two nights last weekend because we had um, Rhea's mum visiting the house. Yeah. And she had the nice bed and we had the blow-up bed. I'm, I don't resent that. If but she's I, listening. You know. But... Um, I can feel that all my muscles are really tight in my body and it actually was bad enough that it gave me a headache on Monday. Okay. Um, so I'm going to get a massage tomorrow. Nice. You're going to pay for one? Yeah. Get to the Leicester? I'm going to pay for one. <laughs> yeah. No, we're not going to Leicester. Okay. We're going to a little spa place nearby, which should be good. Nice. I'm well up for that. Okay. Um, otherwise, here in this house, you've visited. It's been good. I don't have any pre-prepared life score stuff. Ian, but... I'm visiting... Yes, correct. You are in the process of visiting. Yeah. So it could get much, much worse. <laughs> but at the time of recording, the life score is what I'm saying. Okay. Um, I've been to Copenhagen yeah. recently. That was good. Um, had a lot of nice cinnamon buns. Yeah. And went on old roller coasters and things like that. Okay. Uh, got excellent pictures of um, my other half, Rhea, on a roller coaster looking really sad and... Uh, not enjoying it. Okay. Almost crying actually, and this is a roller coaster that's for children. 
For Wayne's. For Wayne's. To be honest, things are going really well. I also have received a promotion in work. That was good. Would you want a round of applause? I had a round of applause sound effect. <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> unrelated films that I watched in the past couple of weeks. Um, I watched A Simple Favour with Blake Lively Lively from yeah. The Shallows. Yeah. Um, it was fucking terrible. And it was two hours long. But you, you still told, you were talking about it last night and you, and you said that you still enjoyed it though, to a degree. To a degree, yeah. It was like chewing gum entertainment for the brain. Bubblegum. Yeah, the classic <laughs> phrase. Yeah, that was good and in a way. Um, also watched Never Ending Story recently. Yeah, as how long was, was that? Well, an hour and a half. Oh, so. Yeah, and. Uh, and did you watch that because of the Stranger Things? Yeah. Yeah. And um, Rhea hadn't seen it before, so we okay. watched it together. Did you cry? Me? At the horse? No. It's pretty shocking though, isn't it? Well... I keep doing one word noises in response to you saying well, um Well, it, I, I'd say actually on a rewatch and a first watch for Rhea as an adult, mm. she was like, I don't believe he's that sad for that horse. We've only just been introduced to this horse. Okay. Why do we care about this horse? And actually we got to some of the weirder characters and Rhea was like, I can't be arsed watching this. Turned it off. For me, I actually really like it and it does bring back Good memories. Turn it off. Well, yeah, I turned it off halfway. I fucking paid for that on Prime as well. Can't believe it. I mean, I'll watch the rest myself. Yeah, nice. But I have watched that many times and it brought back memories because obviously I watched it about 15, 20 years ago. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, so uh, those are some of the things I've been watching. Wow. Nice. Great. Great. Oliver, how about your really? Uh, life score? So, yeah, I'm here in, here in London, which is... You know, which is nice. Uh, we've had some food. You've cooked me a large uh, breakfast bap. Yeah. Which was a lot of food. Describe what was inside uh, that. So it was a crusty white roll. Yeah. Selected by you. Selected by me um, for its sort of uh, squidginess, crustiness, yet warmth on touch. So you knew it was fresh. Um, or it's just been lying underneath. Uh, so yeah there was um, some Linda McCartney sausages in there (laughs) (laughs) oh grim (laughs) it's pretty grim when you think about it Um, then there was an egg so which was flipped a fried egg it had been flipped so that it didn't get runny I quite like it runny I like if you've got a map that it just runs all over you've got other t-shirts here I've got the one Change of clothes. If I get yo called down my t-shirt, there's no hiding. There'd be an improvement. There's no hiding it, right? <laughs> there was a hash brown, like uh-huh. a kind of soggy hash brown. Two hash browns. But they were got. good. They were good. And some red sauce. You mean ketchup? Yeah, ketchup. Red sauce. So yeah, that was nice. Um, moving house. Okay. Doing a house move. He's That's doing good. a house move. Doing a house move. Um, Why are you doing that? Because myself and fiance of the podcast, uh, Mandy, are wanting to move in together. So that's that. So that's all going. That's all going. You talked about yourselves like almost like in the third person there. Are wanting to move in together? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so movies wise, um, seen some crackers recently. So sort of Aladdin, which I really, I really enjoyed. So I, you know, I kind of wanted to see it from the trailers anyway. Yeah. Thought this looks fun. Wow, it looks wow, vibrant. Wow, wow. You know, 
I'm up for it. I went to see it, I took Eric to see it, and the, basically the promise was, I'll go and see Godzilla, King of Monsters, with you, okay. if you come and see Aladdin with me. Because at this point I was completely, fully tuned out on Godzilla. I wasn't that bothered. Okay. Um, so first of, first of all, we went to see Aladdin to get my side of the bargain done <laughs> and closed. Um, so we went to see that and we both really enjoyed it. And Eric said to me before, he was like, I'm not bothered about going to see this at all. Uh -huh. So that was why the deal was in place. But we both really enjoyed it and we went to see it a second time. Wow. On the same day? No, no, no. We, when the next, the next time they were here, Rosie was also here as well. And we all went to see it again. And like Rosie said, it was one of the best films she's ever seen. Wow. And she said, Disney make the best films. Wow. wow. Disney make the best films, don't they? Um, I went to see, yeah, so we went to see King Kong, no, Godzilla 2. And it was, it was pretty bad. Yeah. And like you, now one of the big common sort of themes from you is that I like action nonsense. Total shite, like mm, yeah. Kong Skull Island that you were like for ages going, but it was crap, wasn't it? And I'm like, no, it was, it was good. It was fun. It was good. But that was quite good. That was quite good fun. Yeah. This Godzilla it film. It was good. It was fun. It was good. This Godzilla film was just showed it was bad. It was bad. Absolute crap. It was. It was. It was painful to watch in places. It was. It was everything. Basically, the the monster stuff was all fine. That was all good. Yeah. But. Like there were some really cool bits with the with the Godzilla. Okay. They were all fine, present and correct. Godzilla bits, great. Human bits were just terrible. And like Eleven was in it, and basically it was the same sort of thing. She was just screaming, really loud. She did but less like, of that ah! in series three. Yeah. She did less. She was just like silently. Doing but them. did you notice she'd always like sort of turn up at the very last second and like force choke monsters? Yeah. She, she did that quite a lot, but I, I really enjoyed that. So, um, and lastly, I, I saw uh, the new Spider-Man, which was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Wow. And it was just a lot of fun, Ian. That's excellent. That's and really that's me. excellent. Uh, I'd, I'd say at the moment, I'm an 8.5 out of 10. I would say I'm an 8.5 out of 10. Cool. Uh, one last film I forgot to mention that I watched was Detroit Rock City, ahead of going to see Kiss Live. Is that the sequel to the film Detroit? No. Okay. It's a prequel to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, it's quite bad, actually. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I saw it a long time ago and kind of thought it was like, eh, all right. Road trip from road trip. Yeah, road trip thing. But actually, loads of the humour in it is um, from that point in the 90s where, like, the term gay was like a throwaway uh, yeah. insult. And like, but actually, one step further, they were calling people fags and stuff, and right. like making it like really derogatory to like yeah. any, anyone that showed any sign of like less than um, full masculine like manliness. Well, was you're like, going to see oh, Kiss. Oh, hey, fag! Yeah. Like, and it was just like all of that has dated really, really badly. Yeah, and um, yeah, so it was less good and. I think a, a lot of it, you can tell just from watching it, is definitely the the workings of Gene Simmons being a producer. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but anyway, I mean, it, it's it's entertaining enough. Chewing gum for the brain. <laughs> it's chewing gum for the brain. 
Yeah, anyway, so I'm at 8.5 as well. Should we get into some cars? They've gone and done the research, they've bought oh, it all back, they've been hours and hours of scope. Oh, wow, it really can't be that. Well, is food for I hope that information wasn't false. Ian. Brawl and Cell Block 99. Have you watched that? No. Oh, that's terrible. Well, actually, it's not terrible, but it's fun. Anyway, sorry, are we starting? What is a car? <laughs> a car? Yeah, what is a car? Let me just find out from the internet. It's a road vehicle, typically with four wheels, powered by an internal combustion engine and able to carry a small number of people. <laughs> so, Ian, what are we, what we deep diving in? We're going to go into movies and their cars. The car's the star. The car is the star of the movie. Yeah, um, sometimes. Notable and iconic cars that have been used in movies and yeah. um, maybe some movies that are specifically about the cars. Okay, fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. Just okay, get on with it. I agree. Um, do you want to talk about specific films? What or well, where do you want to I've, talk I've got a list of my best cars here and I've got a list of my worst cars. Let's. We've done our personality test for cars, but yeah. before we get into the movies we like with cars, what kind of car guy are you? Because like, we have both worked together in a car, car, games, car racing games, game yeah. company, right? Yeah. Which requires some level of knowledge, probably at a slightly deeper level than most people can be arsed with, with cars, right? Like, knowing the various different series that race against one another yeah, and sure. then like what differentiates them and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Most people don't know that okay. and aren't, aren't bothered. So is that something that you're mad up for or are you just... Um... No, I think most of my car appreciation has come through the work I've done on it. So, you know, I like uh, the rally cross. So that's probably my, my favourite type of racing sport to watch because it's, you know, it's fast, it's quite... It's quite brutal, you know. There's fast and brutal. The there's, same way you like your um, music. Yeah, there's like you know cars rolling over and all sorts of stuff. It's you know jumps. It's good. So I quite like that sort of end of the spectrum. You know, uh -huh. I'm not so keen on, uh, you know, the sort of more procession style racing. I guess I like it to have a bit of you know elbows out racing, as we uh, like to call it in the industry. <laughs> I didn't like what you just did there. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, what kind of um, experience have you got in cars? Being interviewed. Yeah, I'll just try to get it out in the open. Like for me, I mean, I've been a driver for you know nigh on twenty years. Well, that's two thirds of my life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. I drive, sorry, I can drive, but I don't drive. Okay. I don't have a car right now. Um, Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should talk about that, right? No, the time, don't the, the time, talk about it. The timing of this has been no, interesting. No, don't talk about it. It's Why? still hard for me. I thought it was some legal reason not to talk about it. Probably. It's just there's a legal it's, reason. Legal if it's reason. just because it's hard for you, then legal let's reason. talk about how no, Oliver had his reason. car stolen. <laughs> legal reason, I can't. <laughs> talk about it okay well i don't have a car right now yeah and neither do you <laughs> <laughs> um but i don't think it's really that sensible for somebody in london to have a car most sure. of the time yeah. um unless you're trying to get out of london so anyway i'm not a regular driver it's not one of my pastimes or hobbies i'm not a person who's like underneath a bonnet fixing a car um souping it up modding yeah. it 
But um, I'd say my tastes have changed, okay. I think. Over the last week? No, I think like when I was younger, I was much more into the idea of like, oh, I really like a high-end like BMW or some sort of like fast. New. Like, yeah, bought brand new and blah, blah, blah. I think now I'm much more inclined to kind of go for some like clapped out 80s thing. Since you've seen Ronin this Again. week. <laughs> Maybe, but also yeah. like actually when you were told that a Volvo station wagon was your personality, I think actually I'd be quite up for that. Yeah. Whether it's a station wagon or a state as we call it in Europe. Okay. Um, or one of the ones that is just like their saloon version, but like a 70s or 80s mm. one. Just look like tanks. A Saab. Maybe a Saab, yeah. But I think my tastes have become much more retro normal. Yeah. <laughs> Normcore. <laughs> well my my favourite car of all time is the Ford Capri. Okay. I mean, you know That's that's been on my list of potential buys from Auto Trader for a long time. So there was um in Coventry, my hometown, there was a um something called moto fest so they have it every year and there's like drifting around the ring road and all sorts of cars but they they have like uh, lots of collectors come and display their classic vehicles and there's you know quite a lot of mustangs there and stuff like that but there's three or four really really nice uh, capris and you know they're they're beautiful machines yeah they are mm. they're the uk variant of like the american mustang right? yeah but they're, I think, much cooler. Supposedly, very prone to a rusty undercarriage. Yeah, they are. That's yeah. the thing to look out for. Yeah. Check those wheel, tr- um, those wheel arches when you're buying a Ford Capri. Yeah. Sure okay. There's no hidden rust. Um. All right. So, what about cars and movies then? So, do you want me to give you my my best cars? Okay. 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 Let's we'll do. See if... Let's do best cars then. Do you have that as well? I'm beginning to write it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, number one um, is is this your best? What starting with the best? best. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go reverse order. Fuck I'm gonna go reverse order. That's more dramatic. Yeah. Okay. Come on, that is more dramatic. Coming in at number ten is the uh, GMC Vandura, uh, the A-team van. Okay. So I got one of these as um, the toy version, not the real version, but I got a toy version for Christmas once. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Wow. It was, you know, it's, it's the livery, you know, it's the classic, it's the classic red stripe. And just think of all the things, all the capers and all the missions that they've successfully done in that van. It's just fantastic. So these are your top 10 cars from five, films? Five. Five cars. Yeah, and I know what you're thinking, oh, but 18 was a TV series. It's also a movie as well, starring different actors. Okay. Okay, uh, number four, the uh, Ford Falcon Interceptor from the movie Mad Max. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, very nice. Very <laughs> nice indeed. Oh, great. I want to add anything more than that. Oh, it's just, you know, it's just one of these kind of like muscular very cars. Nice. I like, I do like the American muscle car. As you'll see, because there's a couple more. Uh, number three, some th- changing it up, throwing throwing a spanner in the works, is the 1970 Porsche 911 uh, with the Le Mans livery. Yeah. Uh, from the movie Le Mans. Do or, you like the movie all or the more? The Mans, as I call it. <laughs> the Mans. Uh, and, and just very nice livery as well. When I say livery, I mean the, the decals and the paint job and the colourway. 
Yeah. Uh, just, just so for those who don't understand. For those who don't understand, yeah. Uh, number two, <laughs> number two. I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to. I'm going to say this right. So prepare to laugh at me if I do. Okay. So it's the uh, Toyota Sprinter Truino. Yeah. AE86 from the uh, movie Initial D. Drifting around the uh, those mountainous roads. It's just a cool looking car. It's like a nice sort of white retro Toyota car and it's uh it's just really cool. It's just a really cool car. And my fa- my favorite though um is is uh Eleanor from Gone in 60 Seconds the <laughs> Shelby Mustang GT500. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, ever since I've seen that particular film with that particular car, and it may just be because... They keep saying that it's such a special car. <laughs> it's such a special about car. About a hundred times. About a hundred times, and, and Nick Cage is, like, really into it, that I thought, well, I guess I'll probably better be into it as well then. <laughs> what he says goes. Yeah. yeah, what he says goes. Okay. And that's, that's kind of how I live my life. That's it? Yeah. That's your top five? That's my top five. Well, since I started writing my list as you were speaking... And how many it, did you get to? I got four. Okay, so two, you just need one more. Two of them are essentially a duplicate. <laughs> <laughs> Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters 1 and Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um... <laughs> Ecto-1, in at five. <laughs> Live research. Okay. I don't trust that this, these are your favourites, just the, these are the ones you can think of now. <laughs> Ian's top five cars that he can think of now. <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> one of them's one that you thought of for me. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, great. Six? Shut up. <laughs> okay. Okay, coming in at five for Ian here is um, the Batmobile from Batman and Robin. Okay, why that particular one? <laughs> because they use this winch in a scene when Robin takes the car. Actually, no, it's Batman Forever. Okay. Robin like steals the car from um, Wayne Manor, and he goes yeah. out and he's like pretending he's like Batman, but like yeah. off duty. Yeah. And everyone's like, "Hey, Batman!" And he's like, "Yeah, all the chicks." And then like realizes he's in trouble, has to drive away from a gang of baddies. Yeah. And then he uses this winch to like. Hook on the top of a building, and like the car just does this really implausible like like up a wall and like drives up the building. Drives up the building. How to get off the building? They, actually, they cut before you see any of that, so <laughs> don't know. Maybe it flies away, which it should have done in the first place. But anyway, just because of like how shuddery all like the plastic wings on the back of it were, and how like basically horrible the prop must have been. Top five. Yeah. Brilliant. What's, what's four? The Batmobile from the Dark Knight. Uh, the because it, Yeah, because it's much more functionally sound okay. than the one that I just described. And it is actually pretty cool. Okay, yeah. It's cool. Um, I would go for the Aston Martin DB5. That's my number three. Okay. Um, which returned in Skyfall. Okay. And, uh, Daniel Craig had it in that and I think it looked very cool okay. and the newer Bond as well um, <laughs> in at number two it's the Wraith car oh yeah the Charlie Sheen film yeah do you know it yeah I do yeah, yeah. do you know what kind of car it was no I don't <laughs> it's like an evil Knight Rider it, yeah but it's actually a supercar created by um, Dodge 
called the Turbo Interceptor. And is it is it one that was made for the movie? Here's a special guest. It's a flock of geese. It's actually someone sawing some wood. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Weird. Um, Dodge M4S Turbo Interceptor. Um, it's a really weird shaped car as well, actually, but it looks it looks like everything that an eighties designer would think to like do. a sort of cool supercar would look like. It's got a very sort of cloaked looking design and it was used as an as a pace car in the Indie uh, World Series. So there you go. Um, yeah, it's got a very unique shape. It almost looks like a sort of stealth style car yeah, even okay. before it was in the movie Wraith. Um, and then finally, my number one is actually Eleanor as well. And I would actually say that's true because okay. I think my favourite car that I would like to buy myself is also... Uh, yeah, Shelby. No. Uh, sorry, like a Ford uh, Capri Yeah. here. And yeah. I think obviously that takes from like the design... Yeah. stylings of the um, Mustang. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, the the Shelby GT Mustang, Eleanor. But I think also with that, like, people talk about, like, Vanishing Point and, like, the... Like, I've always kind of tended more to the Ford side than I have, like, the Chevy side, I yeah. think, for the sort of old-styled muscle cars. So... Agree. There you go. What's your, um, what's your favourite stunt stunt in a film quite like um, Blues Brothers 2000 having hundreds of police cars go over the top of a hill it's not really a stunt it's just like smashing loads of cars yeah okay um, I don't know what about you um, I know what it isn't so it's not here we go no but it's not someone's the, uh... got a big opinion no well yeah so one of the films I'll get I'll get into this in a minute but one of the films I watched the other night again was Gone in 60 Seconds I, I enjoyed it it's cheesy it's a bit cheesier than I remember it being mm-hmm. some really cringe moments in it um, but the stunt at the very end so basically Nick Cage um, steals <sighs> Eleanor mm. the GT500 um, and you've got the coppers chasing him you've got loads of policemen chasing him tons of the buggers and he's managed to get most of them crashed in like unique ways um but his looks run out and he's gone onto some sort of like suspension bridge Mm. um coppers behind him traffic jam in front of him but oh no there is some kind of like tiny gap no 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 there's like a a ramp yeah yeah who put that there so there's this ramp (laughs) and it's a truck it's one of those you know like in in gta where you get the car transporters and like to, to get the car onto the transport, you can <coughs> drive it up the ramp, yeah? Yeah. One of those is there and the, and the ramp is, you know, in ramp position. And basically he thinks, you know what, F it. And, uh, I'm going to go for it. And he goes for it and he floors it and he basically jumps over the traffic jam. And um, it's just the most improbable stunt I've ever seen. And when he, when he lands, it would just, I mean, it would completely destroy the suspension of this of this car. And, the, and your probably, suspension of disbelief. And probably his back would be about three inches compressed. <laughs> oh, my spine! Yeah, so that's probably the worst one. I mean, look, I think for sheer mathematics, it's probably got to be the, you know, your, your James Bond barrel roll off the wooden bridge. Yeah. You know, that 360 spiral jump you I do don't I don't know what film it was from. Um 
I think it would be a Roger Moore one. So it was actually from The Man with the Golden Gun. Yes. And I think just te- on a technical level, for the time, you know, that was filmed, it would probably be in the 80s, early 80s, something like that. Do you want, me, do you want to do, like, <laughs> staccato facts? <laughs> I'll search them up every time. Man with the Golden Gun. 1974. So it was The Man with the Golden Gun from 1974. Yeah. Um, and when you just think about that on a pure sort of calculation level, I mean, how were they able to do the maths in, in the 1974? 70s? I, mean, I mean, they, I mean, they'd already got a man on the moon, but you can know, they make a, a car do a barrel roll and land it and land it for film? Uh, but I think, I think that's probably one of there's there's probably some good ones in like Fury Road or The Matrix Two or something like that. But I think that one's quite good. Um, do you want to know what mine is? Go on in. Um, also a Keanu Reeves one, but from Speed. The bus jumping across the enormous that, That's basically gap. like the Gone in 60 Seconds stunt, but on a bus. But what's better about this one is, there is no ramp, yet it still implausibly <laughs> goes up higher in the air at the point of liftoff. So, so it would genuinely just flop off the end, right? It would just like flop off the end, yeah. But what's good about it, because I'm actually watching it uh, silently as we do this, is <laughs> like... Right as they go to make the jump, Sandra Bullock is driving the bus at approximately 70 miles an hour. Yeah. And Keanu Reeves is standing next to her. And then at the very last second, as she most probably needs to concentrate, he just, like, dives on her and gives her a big hug. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, theoretically, she would have just spun the wheel off to the left and they would have, like, flubbed it really bad. Yeah. But anyway, it's good. The thing also, I think, is... um, Gone in 60 Seconds suffers a bit from the Alien 3 ending issue of the effect on the jump yeah, it is, is bad. It's like this optical effect of like probably just a matte painting behind yeah. like a car that's got Nick Cage smiling in it as it goes across. It's, it looks it's really terrible. Stupid. Whereas, um, whereas Speed has got miniatures that they're using and they're like pulling strings to just lift the thing off a bridge, but like it at least looks slowed it down a bit. Physical, yeah. So I'm just going to give people, we'll we'll talk about a little bit about Gone in 60 Seconds. Um, I'll give you the official synopsis. The official synopsis. Uh, A retired master car thief must come back to the industry, the car thieving industry, and steal 50 cars with his crew in one night to save his brother's life from, yeah. a, from a guy from Leeds. Yeah. I think also his brother, to me, Dickhead. didn't seem like he was worth saving. No, but family's family, man. You know what I mean? Fam, family's fam. Not if they're dicks. Yeah, true. Most of his crew were dicks as well, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know uh, if he's, you know, sort of in the... Got the best judgment there. Uh, so I actually bought it I for three pounds off Amazon Prime. So it's mine uh, forever to watch time and time again, as many times as I want. But okay. I just I did have a look. So I said there's some real cringe moments, um, and I'm gonna just um, read you some of them. <laughs> and most of them pro- crop up in the parents' guide. Is it to do with? Hold on. Can you I can- guess? Okay. The cringe moments. They're just to do with Nick Cage and Angelina Jolie's yeah. like weird sexual chemistry that doesn't okay. properly exist. Uh, well, Parents' Guide to Sex and Nudity. Um, so there's a bit where they're phoning around the whole crew 
to get these people on board. Uh, Nick Cage phones up one person and they're busy on the other end of the phone. Uh, and it says they can hear the sound of a woman orgasming in the background while he's on the, on the phone, but nothing is shown. So they, it wasn't FaceTime, it was just analog phone. Don't think they had FaceTime then. In, in a suggestive scene, Angelina and Nick, while well, they're characters, not, not just like a little, <laughs> not them as people, uh, discuss whether they prefer sex or stealing cars and end up kissing before being interrupted. Um, and yeah, it's just really cringeworthy because they're like talking about carburetors and exhausts and different types of gearboxes whilst, you know, sort of heavy petting. And it's just very embarrassing to watch. Yeah, it is. It's terrible. Um, and finally, a man and woman, and this is actually in the same scene, because what's actually happening is, is that Nicolas Cage and Angelina Jolie are sort of staking out a car that they need. Um, but they're also sort of creepily watching a couple make out um, across the road. Uh, so it says, a man and woman appear kissing and touching. The woman's buttocks are shown in full, in addition to the side of her breasts. So just be warned. If you think that this is a film just about, you know, car thieves, it's not. So, okay. Yeah. Um, famously one of the first films that Vinnie Jones was in. Yeah, I guess. And, and, but I think he, he did the thing where he, um, you know, sort of smashed someone's head in a car door again. I think as a homage to uh, Lockstock. Yeah. And he just didn't say much. Until Do you want the, uh, at the end. Amazon one-star review of Gone in 60 Seconds? Can't wait. Ian, there are no one-star reviews. Really? <laughs> yeah. The lowest star review is actually a three-star review. Okay. Um, and it says... Simply, it's just one of those. <laughs> no, it does. It does. <laughs> it's one of them, isn't it? It does, I can prove it. Uh, it's just one of those. Three stars. It's just one of them. Three star films. And it's Full disclosure, <laughs> did you write the review? <laughs> I didn't, but it's it it, it resonates. It, okay. it definitely resonates. Okay. Defores. So what have you watched this week in preparation? Uh, in prep. I've been watching Ronan. Vanishing Point. Um, I think a couple of others as well, actually, but I think those are the two that I was most interested in. So, Vanishing Point on rewatch. Okay. It's not all that good, really. It's it's hailed as a film classic. It's um, about a main character called Kowalski. I'll just give you the official synopsis. Okay. During the 1970s, do you think this was the official synopsis when it came out? Okay, go on then. But, no, I'm asking you a question. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to... I mean, you haven't given it me yet, so how can I tell? Well, during the 1970s is the bit I was picking out. Okay. Like in, in the 70s, do you think it was important to define <laughs> that it was in the present? Okay, fine. Um, during the 1970s, car delivery driver Kowalski delivers hot rods in record time, but always runs into trouble with the highway cops. That's a terrible synopsis. Um, because actually what it's about is this car delivery person, Kowalski, is now attempting to do this trip from, I think, San Francisco to somewhere really far away in yeah. under 15 hours. And it's like technically not going to be achievable unless he just doesn't stop. Yeah. 
but it turns out that he's become addicted to like uh, speed and amphetamines and stuff like that and um, he just keeps driving it makes him go faster but not necessarily the car go faster yeah right got you but he is going pretty fast Okay. Um, there's some brilliant car scenes in it. There's a lot of stuff that was probably quite hard to, um, which was probably pretty impressive at the time, but watched now, I would say like some of it is a little tedious. And then the the stuff that bridges the gap between the driving scenes is a little bit heavy handed as well. So there's stuff that's like going back to his life and like it's kind of to do with um, him having had these like real. Uh, emotional highs and by that I mean like drugs highs no like really eventful times in his life that are actually kind of like super highs or super lows but either way they were like kind of at the extremes so he like was a Vietnam veteran and then he was also a police officer and like a deputy or something like that and like there are various different things that were very exciting in his life uh, emotionally speaking but not really for the better. And yeah. then he was doing this and he's like looking for some sort of high and he can't really achieve it anymore. And then he, um, spoilers, just drives into essentially like a sort of wall of trucks at the end. Just ends it all. It's a bit like Thalma and Louise. Yeah. Just like, let's just forget all this. Let's just fuck all this off. Um, the main... <laughs> Uh, draw I think is the main car so the Dodge he's got a 1970 Dodge Challenger uh, again I think I prefer the Shelby Mustangs to the Dodges okay. um, I think I actually said Chevrolet earlier rather than Dodge well, I've gotten that wrong yeah, apologies Yeah. I would like for someone to say that they're sorry I can only apologise okay. so he's in a 1970 Dodge Challenger Allegedly, they had six of these that they used throughout the whole shoot, and all but one were kind of wrecked. But actually, in a film like this, like only trashing five cars is probably good. relatively good for all the driving that was yeah. in it. Um, I think I'd recommend it if you've never seen it, but if you have, I don't think on a second watch it's really improved with age or like means more or anything like that. So, talk about Roman. Do you want to do that? Yeah, again. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, well, I think talk about Ronan then. Then it's time. It's time. You've seen Ronan. I've seen Ronan. What's the official synopsis? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I can do that. The official synopsis. A freelancing former US intelligence agent tries to track down a mysterious package that is wanted by the Irish and the Russians. Okay. Um, the number of times in this film that they say the Russians okay. is quite funny because... <laughs> It's one of those things that I think as a kid, they wouldn't be referred to as the Russians in a James Bond film, but like my dad would be pointing at the screen going like, ah, oh, well, you know, it's the Russians, isn't it? <laughs> in this film, they're literally going, oh, mate, the Russians, aren't yeah. <laughs> Like all the time. Um, this is from a... I, I find this film to be tonally quite similar to Goldeneye. What? Because yeah. it's got okay. like this sort of... Sean Beanie sort of well Sean Bean in the warehouse nearly near the sorry near the start of the film and dying early those are similarities but also tonally the way it's filmed and the colours and the Europeanness of it all and it's kind of post Cold War Europe I think there's a lot to that and there's talk also about the cars people here for the vehicles well so they're very Euro cars, aren't they? Sort of 80s kind of Euro cars. You've got your BMWs. 
a Mercedes. You've got BMWs, you've got Mercedes, you've got Audi A3s. And a lot of them, this film came out in 98, a lot of the cars are not even current for that time. Yeah. So they were aged at the Retro point. Retro at that. I, I remember seeing it in the cinema and yeah, it was like the cars were... For then, it was noticeably... It was a stylized yeah, choice to yeah. go for older vehicles, I think. Yeah. I mean, maybe somebody on the development would say, yeah. actually, it was all we had the money for. Yeah. But it looked like it was an intentional choice because these ex-agents are kind of obviously trying to kind of go unnoticed. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's hard to go unnoticed when you're like skidding around Paris at like 150 miles an hour or whatever. But they they're kind of less conspicuous than some sort so of so it's a little car. bit like in in um the film drive with ryan gosling where he's at the very start he's basically driving the most popular car in america just to sort of blend in and not yeah you know he's a getaway driver with a crap car yeah but it's you know hella popular so he's going to blend in yeah clever gosling <laughs> so i remember this having like a a particularly spectacular car chase that culminates, I think, with Robert De Niro popping out of the sunroof with a rocket launcher. You're fired. Yes, correct. Um, have you got any notes on that, Ian? I don't have any notes on that particular. Have you got any thoughts on that? Well, again, something that makes it feel similar to GoldenEye is like in uh, GoldenEye, Piers Brosnan's going around in a tank. Yeah. And then like sticking his head out the top of it whilst he's chasing. But him. in this one, like De Niro is the turret. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities between these two. I would say my favourite cars from this are actually something that we worked on together as well. Was kind of vaguely related to it. Yeah. We worked on a car game called Grid. Yeah. Grid Two, and it was um, we had a Paris scene, and there's a lot of Paris car chases. Mm. And we had a BMW E30 yeah. in that game. And I think a lot of why I enjoyed that in the game that we made was because it was very fitting with the BMWs that were selected for this film as well. Yeah. In a way, it was like being able to kind of play out the old retro European car stuff from the film yeah. around like the, the city streets of Paris. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I liked it a lot. And actually, we had some other point-to-point Routes there that were similar to some of the other scenes yeah, yeah. in Ronan. So and how does the film Ronan sort of stack up? Did you enjoy it still? Or yeah, I did actually. There's a, there's an awful lot of time spent inside um, an ice skating show. Like basically, like one of the main things that the Russians do is they transport a big case that's like got what everyone's trying to get in it um, to an ice rink, and I guess it's their like big cast moment of having like a stadium full of people who all run away from like gunfire and whatnot yeah. but i don't know the ballet didn't really add an awful lot one other thing that doesn't really stack up is a really tenuous link to samurai and Roman. yeah yeah so like at the start there's this totally like shoehorned in text on quote. screen quote about what ronan is all about is it like from the art of war or something like that i'm not sure it's really just a description, actually, rather than a quote, but it's like up in big text. Oh, okay. And then, See if you can spot the link. Yeah, and then like there's a little bit towards the tail end where one of the characters is um, painting some little models. And is this where? Is this in a similar scene where like someone's getting a bullet extracted out of them? Around that time, so it's just Tink, after... Tinking it into a little uh, kidney dish. Yeah, so Robert De Niro uh, explains to somebody else how to remove the bullet from him. And then yeah. afterwards, he's like, now if you don't mind, I want to pass out. Yeah, it's a good line. <laughs> yeah, it's good. 
but yeah, just after that, he's then in this sort of um, safe house, and the chap is painting these little um, Japanese-style models, and he explains to him what a Ronin is, and he says, "Yeah, around like fifty or a hundred of them committed ritual suicide." And after just saying, "Yeah, no, I like that," after the guy explains the suicide, but huh? he's like, "No, that I don't like," <laughs> which is fair enough. Anyway, Ronin. Um, what do you I think just... of Ronin? I liked it when I saw it. I thought it was really cool. Um, yeah, I do remember maybe at that particular time I was like going for the cars and the car chase, but ended up enjoying the movie. But I'd, I'd watch it again. Um, so I just didn't want to end this without mentioning one genre of films that I think is really cool. Wow. And that is the killer truck film Ooh. genre. So you've got your, your duels, your breakdowns, Duel your joyrides and your maximum overdrives. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, if we're talking like big, ominous vehicles, you can't really uh, go far wrong with a massive 18-wheeler or just the bloody truck cab itself in some instances. Um, but really, out of all of those films, uh, I, I think I like Breakdown the most. The uh, It's the Kurt Russell one, and it is tense AF. I think Jewel is 10 CF. Yeah, I think they're, they're like, all. They all have, apart from Maximum Overdrive, the Stephen uh, King one. Is it fair to say that Jewel was the first of the genre? It is, yeah, very much fair to say that that was. <laughs> Shut yeah. up. It is very much fair to say. <laughs> I'm allowing you to say it. Okay, so the scene was set with the tension created in that one, right? There's lots of. They can of... just run you the fuck over, can't they? Yeah, there's lots of scenes of the... uh, Never run out of petrol. ...main character, like, sweating and, like, wiping beads of sweat away while he's in phone boxes trying to work out what's going on, jumping back in the car and trying to get away. All that kind of business. And a lot of inner monologue of, hey, why won't he just leave me alone? Yeah. What's this man doing? Um, I've never seen Maximum Overdrive, but I have seen the trailer. And you've seen Joyride with Candy Cane. I think it's got Paul Walker in it. Um, and there's a bit where the, the truck is chasing them through a cornfield. I have not seen Joyride. It's quite good. Uh, but I think uh, if you're going to watch a couple, yeah, maybe go for Duel and a Breakdown. Kurt Russell. Yeah, so I've, I've seen Duel. Have you seen Breakdown? No. Okay, so it's a good film. Okay, well thanks. I'm learning. Okay. I hope some of the listeners are. Okay, cool. What about Joyride? Is it worth it? Uh, yeah, I think it so. looks bad from the cover, from what I've just looked up. But uh, it's it's good. I think it might have been called Roadkill over here. Okay. Potentially, it was called Roadkill over here. I, I don't know. It goes all the way up to Joyride Three Roadkill, which there's a version of which is unrated. I think in the UK that's called Roadkill Joyride. <laughs> then Joyride Two, Dead Ahead, again also has an unrated version. Okay. Uh, great. Yeah, um, and do you remember, I think there was the film The Hitcher as well with Rutger Hauer. Yes, I really um, like The Hitcher, actually. So where, I think, and, and that was the one where someone was tied betwixt two uh, trucks going in opposite directions. Yeah. And I remember being told about that as a child, told about that scene, and it was like, you know, it was one of those frights that I'd give myself without having seen it. Yeah. And, oh, Scary, yeah. I think when I saw it, I was quite you know, pumped to to see it. The original Hitcher has a brilliant poster as well. So it's got um, the eyes of the protagonist. 
in shock mode. Um, and then it's got just like the silhouette of the hitcher on, on the motorway. And yeah, it's that's pretty, good. pretty cool. Also, there's a 2007 version of the hitcher with Sean Bean. Yeah. Um, I've not seen it. I've seen it. Any good? Yeah. It's Is right. it? It's all right. It's okay. He's not right. Though, no, he's not. Yeah. No, I mean, it's all right. It's okay. Okay, um, cool. cool. I, uh, I might check out the remake, actually. Okay. I'd say the Hitcher's a good one. What is the car in the Hitcher? Big truck in it. That's one of them. Right, but the car that he initially hitches the ride in. Hitching a ride. Well, that's the whole point of the Hitcher's no bloody car. I got one. I said in the film. Jeez. Okay, well, we'll work that out. Answers in a stamp to dress down. Oldsmobile 442. Oh, that's what was used in 2007. Hey, maybe we'll never know. Ian researches things. You can edit. For sake. <laughs> Any other notable mentions? Um, I just wanted to also mention one, quickly one other genre of film, and that's the road trip film. So, you know, you've got your vacation, mm-hmm. going to Wally World. Yeah. Um, and that was in one of those kind of saloon style big car with the wooden panels on the side going to Wally World. Uh, little Miss Sunshine in a kind of little sort of camper van. Um, and Thamra and Louise. That's also another cool road trip film as well. Yeah. So yeah, just, you know, road trip films, you know, where it's more about, it's less about a big old, you know, sort of stunt. It's more about, you know, the being with the car on the road, the breakdowns, the you know, the drama. So um the famous road trip one that I like is Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. With the um Mutt's Cuts van. Yeah. <laughs> so the actual uh I, I was gonna say it's actually got moving ears, but the ears only move when they do a massive jump and they flop yeah. up. <laughs> Um, which is pretty good, but um, yeah, I think it's a, it's aged badly, probably. But um, the film hasn't really. No, some of the jokes not a little bit off color. Nah, fine. It's still great though. Yeah. Um, one other notable mention. It's not like a Ian notable mention. Can we make that into full jingle? Please? Yeah. Um, is the station wagon from Terminator Two? which has now just recently made a reappearance in uh, Stranger Things uh, Series 3. Okay. Um, but they're very well-known station wagons that are just seem to appear in lots and lots of films, right? But it, again, that's them trying to make a breakaway in something like... Sli- no, sorry, in Terminator 2, right. they're just using it as a car that's pretty understated yeah. as a sort of like... A little bit like, you know, sort of, of somewhere. Carl Reese steals some just family car in the first one. Like acquire as you go, yeah. sort of what's like needs must. Acquire and go. It's classic acquire and go. The car actually looks like it appears in the first film as well. You know, when Arnold Schwarzenegger smashes his fist through the window. So, there you go. And he's just found that out now. What? No, I haven't. I knew that. (laughs) All right. Well, it's been a long time coming for this podcast. And it might be just as long again. We're going to do these when there's a good enough subject matter to do. I think we've done this subject matter already. I seem to feel like we have. Definitely talked about some cars. Yeah, okay. Um, But if you'd like us to cover any specific topic in the next episode, let us know. How do you do that? Well... You can go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film or you can go to our website guysonfilm.co.uk. Wow. 
Kanske från podcast då. Ja. I mean, this one won't be out for another month yet anyway, so it's fine. It's going to take me that long to edit it. It's guysonfilm.co.uk. Um, and then also, if you want to contact us on Twitter, we're at GOF Podcast and the same on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Feels good, huh? Yeah. All done. Okay. I'll take my finger off this now. Bye. Beep. That's really weird. <sighs> I think it's.